0: Hey guys, hey, 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 welcome back to the Saved and Sexual Podcast. If this is your first time, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. There's a new episode every Monday and Thursday. Uh, yeah, please, we hope that you'll stick around. So uh, today is a continuation. We're continuing with the sex education FAQs. Um, Yeah, the second part of that episode. I hope this will answer some of your questions. If you have any more, feel free to get in touch. Um, Let's do this. On to the episode. Okay, so let's go to the next question. And these questions are many. I might not finish them all in one episode. But anyway, um, one of the questions is, um, do I have to be involved? Yes. Okay. You're the parent of your child. I'm not even going to go into many, many things. You must be involved in it. Okay. It's important. Um, how involved? Let's talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that, but you you must be very involved in this conversation and in this area of your children's lives. Um, How bad is it or is the situation really that bad? I think I sort of addressed that in the first question. Uh, It's necessary. Yes, the situation calls for sex education. It's just that we must ask ourselves what kind of sex education we want to um, give to our children and allow uh, or insist on a sex education curriculum that doesn't just propel them further into experimentation with their sexuality, but puts the brakes where brakes are needed, and focuses instead on the moral issues at hand. Okay, I'll give the example of um, pornography. When people are watching pornography, there's so much. Um, I heard one girl say it yesterday. She was like, "I wanted money. It was you know, it was fast. It was quick. It was immediate. Um, but it's at the expense." of your morals, yeah? And someone was comparing, they're like, what about that guy who's grinding at his job for years and years? I mean, I made that money in, what, like a week or two weeks. Yeah, you made the money in a week or two weeks. But at what cost? Because there's honor in work, okay? There is an honor in degrading yourself or participating in others being degraded for your sexual pleasure or for theirs as simple as that so i that's why i'm very much about a value based sex education curriculum because we are building character it isn't just about the right to do something so you get to do it just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean it's the right thing to do for you and for others and for society as a whole um uh, what should sexuality education include? Uh, I think i have answer that. Values, um, facts. I don't think we should run away from facts in our day and age. I think our children should be confronted with the truth of, uh, uh a sexual lifestyle and sexual choices that are valueless. <laughs> Um, or outside of of biblical principle, because many of our children have this. And the media, honestly, even if your kids are not watching porn, the media portrays um, sexuality and identity. And there's such a permissive way that they portray it. And it's such a romanticized way. Yeah, so they'll show you bits and pieces of the person who had a hard life, but it always kind of ends well for them or whatever. When it comes to sexuality, this is like if you've explored your sexuality, that's the best part, of or the better part of your particular situation. Yeah, when the reality, eh, if you took a ground, guys, is people are struggling with teen pregnancies because when you're pregnant, you're pregnant, and either you're going to carry that pregnancy to term, and there are consequences. To do that yeah or as people would like us to do now which is legalize abortion no please please Lord no but um if you're if you run and get an abortion, there are consequences to that. Either don't believe one of the lies that's out there so much is that you'll have an abortion and you'll be perfectly still happy and perfectly healthy. When the other time we talked about a little bit about cognitive dissonance, and um, that's when two sides of yourself are warring against each other, and one really has to win out. But you you find yourself in a state of constant, um, constant uh, a tug of war intention? And so when a, let's say you're, this is a regular person. Yeah. What we say in quotes, again, a good person. Jesus said, only God is good. um, But they get pregnant and her and her boyfriend, they're like, I have to stop. I talk to a to end it. Um, let's get an abortion. Let's finish. We don't want to ruin our lives. We are young, blah, 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 dot, 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 insert whatever reason you're putting there. So they have the abortion. Yeah? Abortion is murder. You have killed a person. You may have dehumanized it by calling that person a fetus, which, by the way, means small person. But you, you've called him a fetus or a clump of cells or whatever. Either way, there was a heartbeat. There was a life. Okay? <clears throat> you've now ended that life and you are in a place you come home and there's immediate what I told you there's immediate relief. You'll feel some kind of relief for most people. For others and many others it's an immediate sense of despair. But for others there's some relief that the problem has been dealt with. But then understand that even when you're not aware your mind is still working on it. So your mind is still working on um what should happen. Uh I mean what I did. Versus what I should have done. The wrong thing versus the right thing. I killed somebody, but I feel also like I'm somebody who's against killing people. And those two things, being the one who has to And somebody, this was not a self-defense move, no matter how they want to phrase it. This this is a fully um, cognitive decision. You made the choice to end an innocent life. Yeah. And that is going to affect you psychologically. It shows up in different people in different ways, but it will affect you. It will affect you unless you are a sociopath, which is a very small group of the world. It will affect you. So don't believe in the lie. So I'm saying that to say that there is a romantic, um, people romanticize on TV, on the internet, a lot of things and real life is different. And our children have to be given facts. They have to be given truth and they need to be given values build character become the people who are you know who God always intended for them to be which is a completely wonderful person well beyond even my imagination and your imagination because God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways and his they far they run so much further than us so let's give God also the the avenue in our homes and in the lives of our children to speak into the person that he wants them to be, to mold them and make them in the way he chooses to, into the best version of themselves that they could possibly be. Okay, God is right there. He has a plan for your life and for mine. And even when it's hard, it's still good. If it's God's plan for you, Even if it's hard or tragic, it's still the best thing for you. You just have to go through the process, whether it's grief or hurt or pain. You you have to go through the process. But he, God's promise to us is that he is always there. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He is right here. So he may not take the pain away. He may not um, what's the word? He may not um, bypass the pain. That you're supposed to go through, but he's right there with you as you walk through it, and he is the one that will bring you out on the other side. Okay, went straight into preaching there, but cool. Um Okay, the rest of these are about how to get a program. So let me at least um there's one that's saying who, um, who will teach them if you oppose the one that the government is offering? And isn't this the government's job? A, the government is stepping in because there is a lack of... Uh, or there's a perceived lack. Uh, no, it's true. There's a lack of conversation and guidance when it comes to this issue. And the results are clear. The results are there. So while I agree that the children don't belong to the government... They are your children and you treat them as such, but the government does have a role in protecting children from harmful situations, so that could be interpreted as providing this sex education curriculum as well. So if we oppose the one the government is offering, that is because there are options out here that are value-based. And let me tell you, even if they were, instead of debating for 10 years or 5 years about a curriculum that is out, that has come out from outside of Kenya, from a group that's essentially, their work is abortions, we have to focus on, we could have built our own curriculum. By now, but we don't even need to do that because curriculums are there that are value based that speak to the need in our society today and that focus on building character versus exercising our right to sexual pleasure. Okay, yes, and be that as it may, as in even if we disagree on many things, I think all of us as uh, for I mean if you're a regular grown person, you don't want nine year olds to be having sex. Okay they they're not ready for it. Yes, and if you're going to yell and scream that a 9-year-old is not ready to birth a child, then yeah, scream louder. That they need a sex education curriculum that speaks to the actual issue and not just tells them this is what to do and then there's a small you know like when they usually advertise a whole bunch of things then there's fine print there or they say very quickly, smoking is harmful to health at the very fast There's nothing else in the advert that was that fast. Or nothing else in the ad that in that's in such small print. But you were supposed to get that to protect yourself from whatever's up here. Doesn't work like that. Yeah. You can't scream right, 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 and then come down here and say, Yes, maybe focus a little bit on values. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Um, so I should be wrapping this up. So let me um get to, okay, where do I get help? Um, as parents, uh, most churches have at least access to someone who has, uh, or who is doing uh, uh, sex education. Please, I need parents to go to churches, go to your church and ask them, yes, to, in, to, to put in a program for equipping parents and helping parents, start and continue that conversation with their children. So when I talk about 21 Questions, 21 Questions is my sex education uh, program. I work and I call it discipleship and uh, dealing with um, um, godly sexuality. And the main goal is to equip parents and to equip young people to be able to stand on the foundation of Christ when it comes to sexuality and to identity. It's also about providing a space. So provide that space for your children. Um, Try and figure out what it means to actually have a proper sex education curriculum. And that was one of the questions. How do I evaluate a sex education curriculum? You do so by focusing on the... Uh, The content, the content of it um, means that there should be space for your children to speak um, more, sometimes more than they're spoken to so that we can deal with the situation at hand. There should be an option. There should be the space for parents to be involved. Any program uh, I think in this day and age or any program that is completely devoid of parental involvement is probably not best when it comes especially to sexuality and identity, but to character building as a whole. Okay, so focus intently on content and then figure out what are they actually saying. So they're like, yeah, we're going to talk about masturbation. We're going to talk about um, pornography. We're going to talk about sexual debut and, you know, all sorts of things. But what is it that they want to say? What is it that they're saying? Because I've had situations where somebody was brought to the church. A psychologist came to the church and what they were saying was so so opposite (laughs) of biblical sexuality that, um, then the parents, you don't know how to, you don't know how to pivot from that and how to undo that because now that's up to individual parents to do it and, um the church the church will do it but you can't guarantee that the same children you had that day you have to correct it that time at that point what means you remove the person from the stage you say never mind what that person said Mm -mm, no sorry that was wrong let's move on something else (laughs) or let's address the issues they've done many people aren't willing to do it like that so you leave the children to go with with this information that is so wrong and contrary to scripture And they don't, they're like, okay, that was taught in church. So yeah, that should be good. That should be good. So that could have been avoided if you had evaluated the content, the actual content of what it is that they want to say in their belief system. Okay. Their belief system, because their value system informs the values they teach. Okay, guys. So I'm going to stop here. Thank you so much for being with us. As we've talked about sex education. Um, I hope that this will spark more conversations where you are, um, and may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. I'll see you all in the next one.